welcome back, everybody. It's Sarkozy Speaks here. Jared and Bob coming at you. Uh, this is our third episode in three days. Uh, we're doing a back-to-back one for us on uh, Sunday here. So obviously it's uh, Sunday afternoon. We're right in the middle of football, but we ju- literally just talked about this before we uh, before we hit the record button. We're not going to spend a ton of time uh, talking about the football this week because by the time you guys are listening to this, it's going to be the Monday after week two. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, we can give you a quick synopsis and then you guys can be like, wow, they're fucking assholes because, uh, week two, the total other thing happened. Like, you know, if we say like, oh, wow, the Pat, the Pats really suck. Uh, well, they probably will suck again next week and week two. I don't even know who they're playing next they're week. They're playing Pittsburgh. They'll probably win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know what. You never know now. This this team. Well, I mean, really so this will be I, this, see, like this is okay. Like this is all right to listen to because by the time everyone listens, it'll be you know right, wrong, and different. Right. Pats look awful. They do Pittsburgh, look very bad. Pittsburgh just beat the Bengals. Yeah. They were plus five in the turnover differential, and they barely it. They could not have won by any less of a margin. Right. They literally almost tied <laughs> zero, zero, zero on the clock in overtime with a yeah. field goal. There's yep. like, they could not have won by slimmer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even if they won by one, that means they would have scored whatever. Fuck you. If you get a real problem with that, but yeah. So what's going to happen? People are going to overreact to how bad the Patriots played and overreact to Pittsburgh. And here we go. I wouldn't be surprised. Again, this is going to be way in the future, but I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh's a slight favorite. Like if Pittsburgh opens up like minus one. Yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. So yeah, a pick. Yeah. Speaking of a pick. Who knows? Yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, again, this is, this is after, this is coming out after week two, but as of week one, um, you know, and this is one of those things that uh, Ian McMillan talks about all the time. Uh, friend of the show, shout out to Ian at uh, Bacon Bets Podcast. Um, is the overreactions right? It's it's literally week one. Yep. Like there's they just played in Miami. When like how how like think about historically how the Patriots play in Miami. Right. Well, no, I'm talking like as a league, right? Oh. Like just league wide. Um, it's week one. Yeah. Right. Like you you know nothing after week one and that's where like when when people like when certain people pick games like they've been doing it for a very very long time so it's like looking at certain things like right now minnesota's kind of putting it to green bay like that's a big win like next week's a big letdown spot for them so it's like i'd be very wary about but they're but but it's also because they're a marginal team yeah. Like next week, there's no there's no letdown spot for the Kansas City Chiefs who are throttling the Cardinals because they are probably pretty good. And I think Arizona might be not good. Yeah, we literally said that, too. For all the shit we were talking about Kansas City, um, they literally haven't missed a beat. They've scored almost 40 fucking points. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has 334 yards for five touchdowns. Didn't I put I put them as one or two in the division, though, I think. Uh, you might have. I don't know. I'd have to go back. We had the Broncos last. I did because they were. I had like them one or two. Probably said flip them, don't flip them, whatever. Yeah, I had had them third. 
I had the Raiders at three and Broncos as four. I think I went Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos. Um, but either but way, again, it's week one, right? Like, who knows? Anything could happen. <laughs> the big, the big takeaway from week one, as I mentioned last week. Yes, because this was last week. First survivor pool, San Francisco. We're out. Yep. Yep. Had a, had I a took, good run. I tailed you with San Francisco and we fucking got we got kicked off in the fucking first the first now, week of a survivor. You would also pool. mention the Colts. Yeah. That's a loss. And then jokingly, I said should probably just take the Dolphins. Yeah. And, and I should've. didn't take I didn't take the Dolphins. I took yeah. the 49ers. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. Yep. So that was a good, that was a good survivor run. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun ten dollars. Shout out it to was, my bookie. It was over. It was over by four o'clock. Yep. Uh, make sure you uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up at my bookie, and they will double your deposit, your first deposit, up to a thousand dollars over there. So if you want to make a nice donation in a uh, survivor pool like we did, you can do that. It's a ten dollars survivor pool. You can't jump in the survivor anymore. It's over. Yeah. No, I think that's it. But you can jump in the super contest, I think, and try to make up the ground. Yeah. Good luck. Super though. super contest is pick five. Well, you pick five against the spread. So it's like it would be like going over five on week one. Yeah. Which happens. It happens. Wouldn't happen to me this week. Uh, it's in the process of happening to me this week. I think the only bet. Um, so I did hit uh, Cleveland on the money line. I took them plus 120. Um, I, I had them spread. I am. As it stands, one in three. So I hit Cleveland money line. The fucking Detroit Lions with a backdoor cover blew the Eagles minus four. So they only won by three. Uh, Cincinnati, I had minus six and a half. They lost outright. San Francisco, I had minus seven. They lost outright. And now I'm sitting on the Giants plus five and a half. They're currently losing. And I have the over 54 in the Chiefs game. Uh, and there's 44 points right now with uh, the clock running out of the third quarter. Were you so, on the Giants or was that a bartender fade? Uh, bartender fade. I yeah. saw bartenders. I saw, he's fucking killing me. It was like 20 minutes before kickoff, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the bartender's going to move. Oh, yeah, it might be a little early. It feels like the bartender's going to move to 2 0. We'll see. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, so. There we go. Again, no one knows. But the one thing I will say, though, I do have to throw this out here, and this could potentially get worse after week two. Uh, I tweeted this out, so let me pull up. Uh, let me pull up my tweets here. Um, my fantasy football roster history uh, in 2020, I had Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think I got him with like the third overall pick or something that year, something, uh, whatever it was. I had Christian McCaffrey. Uh, if you remember, uh, that's the year he only played three games. Uh, so that was, that was that I can't really remember who else I had in 2020, but Christian McCaffrey obviously is the big one. 2021 last year, this was good. I actually went back and found the Ross, like a screenshot of my roster that I sent to someone in 2021. On, on one single fantasy roster, I had Calvin Ridley, who left Stop the playing. team, who left the team for mental health reasons and then stopped playing. He quit on his team, right? So I had Calvin Ridley, who just stopped playing. Uh, Robert Tunyon, 
who had a good year the year before. And then last year blew his ACL, I think in like week four or five. Uh, then I had Russell Wilson who broke his finger. Uh, I think in week six missed only two weeks, but he, they rushed him back. He came back way too early. Cause he only, like I said, he only came back. He only missed two games and then he was never the same for the rest of the season. So then by proxy, I had DK Metcalf also on that team who did basically nothing last year because Russell Wilson could barely fucking throw the ball. So that's not it. I also had Derek Henry who got hurt and fucking broke his foot. I think in week nine, week, week eight, week nine. It's funny how all of these injuries too happened to me between like week six and nine. So I think Derek Henry broke his foot in week eight or nine, something like that. Oh, for the year came back in the playoffs, but that doesn't help me for fantasy purposes. And Oh yeah. I had Josh Jacobs who battled through some injuries last year and did nothing after rushing for over a thousand yards in his first two seasons last year, he rushed for like 800 and had like three touchdowns. And like I said, battled with injuries all year. So that was 2021 again, quick rundown, Calvin Ridley, Robert Tunyon, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Derek Henry, and Josh Jacobs. That's one team. Absolutely fucking destroyed after week one in the 2022 season. I have, Najee Harris, who went down with a foot injury, potential Liz Frank injury. Well, we all know how those Liz Frank injuries are, right? Fucking fantastic. Uh, And then Rondale Moore, who didn't even make it through week one because he blew his hamstring so badly, he had to go get an MRI on it. And that's never a good sign. When you have to get an MRI to diagnose a muscle issue, that's not good. Then it's only week one. So Najee Harris, Rondell Moore so far this year, gone after my year last year, and then Christian McCaffrey in 2020. And I know we've talked about this in the past, and you are right up there with me, if not worse. Um, I don't remember in particular what year it was where you're basically, you had a year similar to my team last year in 2021, where you had like five or six guys that all got injured. Yeah. So I actually logged into my Yahoo um, I can see my results and my finishes, but I can't. Um, yeah, you can't, I can't see, see the rosters roster. anymore. You used to be able to. <clears throat> 2017, I know I had Allen Robinson, who blew his knee out week one. Yep. Uh, Carson Wentz blew his knee out later in the season. Um, I believe Carson Wentz was a replacement for somebody else. I don't remember who. Um, Dalvin Cook, I had him. He blew his knee out. I want to say I had six or seven season ending injuries. Yeah. And and that's not just off my draft. That's like some people I got to replace in my draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So uh, was that the year Aaron Rodgers got hurt? Um, What year did he only play like five games with the collarbone or whatever the fuck he had shoulder? It could have been. It could have been 2017. Let me see if I can uh if I can get on pro football reference pretty quick. Yeah. Or they have his uh his stats on Wikipedia too. Um yep, twenty seventeen, seven games. Twenty seventeen, yeah. Yep. So that's who got hurt. Aaron Rodgers got hurt and then uh Carson Wentz. Got with hurt. Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty good. That is pretty good. Yep. Dalvin Cook and obviously Dalvin Cook. Uh, you know what? I did draft Dalvin Cook pretty early out of respect. 
Yeah. Well, I feel like was he a first round player back then? No, no. probably not. I probably took him in four like, through six, which was a pretty much a was a little bit of a reach. He was a second round draft pick. Yeah. And what was his rookie year? 2016? 17. Seven. Oh, okay. That was it. He blew his knee out his rookie year. That, that's yep. fucking blows. And Latavius Murray was there already. Yep. So Dalvin Cook was like pegged to be second guy. Yeah. 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 Pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. So we have a uh, collectively, we have an awesome track record when it comes to fantasy football. And, I also uh, just looked. Health. So in, in there, I did seven survivors in Yahoo. Those are all for free. That's why like, I really don't count them. Yeah. <clears throat> average finish. Do you want to guess? Out of how many people? No, average finish week, like when I get eliminated. Oh, three. Week two. Yep. That's awful. <laughs> how the fuck? How the fuck does that happen? Yeah. And it's like of all teams that I thought were going to struggle. And this is hard because I saw the weather this morning. I know you were playing. Yeah. It's awful. Like the weather was terrible. And I'm like, well, that should probably favor the 49ers. Um, better run game. You know, keep it moving, blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, I should have recognized that that's going to be a goofy game. Yep. I was, was it sk- in Chicago? Yep. I was. So it's a one o'clock in Chicago. And I got, I should have got scared off. But I also got scared off by the Ravens because they had the highest um, liability, I guess. I don't know. It's like the highest percent of people taking them. Right, right. Which scares me off too. So whatever. I just can't win. Natural born loser. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty hard to do. Like when you lose on a level like we do, like it's, I would say it's impressive. Really? Wow. Aaron Rodgers getting absolutely fucking annihilated in this game. How was Shining Rock? Uh, I was really good. So Did you get rained on? Um, not, not bad. Okay. It, it was like a little, little spritz here and there. Like it wasn't, uh, like it, it like barely rained for like a hole and a half and then it stopped and then it like started raining again and then it stopped. Like it wasn't like, we didn't get soaked. Yeah. Like it was it was fine. Like I was dry, but at the end of the round, like it wasn't, like I said, it, it wasn't like a thing. Would um, you play white tees? We played the greens, play, which was one up. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's like yeah. 54, 56, uh, 61 was green. Yeah. Green is 61 whites is 600. So here's, I'll give you the rundown. So me and Vinny work? get in the cart and we pull up to the first tee and we're like, yeah, we're just going to play whites. There's another guy with us. Um, his name was Frank. Shout out to Frank. He was actually pretty fucking sup, cool. Sup, Frank. Um, he was like, yeah, man, I'll play the whites with you. It's it's fine. And then there's an old guy, fucking Keith, pulls up. And I think he's, I don't know if he's a member there or whatever, but he plays there a lot. And he's like, oh, you got old. Also remember old guy, right? So he's like, oh, what are you, you guys are playing the whites? Like, you don't want to play the whites here. You, you just play the greens. Like, the greens are your standard tees, and the whites are, you know, a little forward. And it's I'm sitting, it's I'm sitting in the car, and I looked at Vinny, and I go, 
it's literally a 190 yard difference over the course of 18 holes. That's like 15 yards per hole. Like that's difference. Like it really doesn't fucking matter. And what I said to Vinny was what the big difference probably is between the greens and the whites is the angle of attack or like, you know, like where the tee box is like, it's probably, you know, at an easier angle or a different spot. If there's an on average, only like a 15, 10 to you call it 10 to 20 yard difference from the tees. And it's like, so we're like, yeah, fine, whatever. So we were like, fine, we'll just play the greens. Well, through six holes, I'm only seeing a difference on one and five. Yeah, there, by, there by wasn't card. a lot. There was a few, and it was it was actually exactly what I had said to Vinny. There was a few holes later on. I think one of the par fives. So one, five, and nine were different yeah. than white. I'm not going to do the back. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to go back to my 18 birdies and look at the GPS and tell you. Um, but there were a few holes that it was just that it had a different like the T boxes weren't that far. Um, it wasn't like a like a vertical dispersion, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like you know, like it might have only been like eight yards back, but the white tees were like, you know. 27 yards to the right that was a more straighter angle with like less tree you know like just shit like that like as like i was saying um but so we play the greens and i step up and i hit i hit an absolute fucking rocket off the first tee with the driver and it catches the hill and goes down and old man keith goes hmm, and you were gonna play the whites and i go yeah don't worry there's plenty of fucking swings left for me to fuck it up and uh, he was like, yeah, well, you know, I mean, but also the first tee, it was literally like a 12, it was maybe 12 yards in front. So like, if I did play the whites, like I probably would have been in the woods because I, it's just because it was a, it was a dog left and it was downhill. So if I was, like I said, if I was 12 yards further up, and hit the same shot that I hit, I probably would have been in the woods. So like, whatever, dude, like I fuck off Keith. Um, so we get through and, uh, I played not that good all around. Um, I had some, like the highs were really high and the lows were really low. Like I, I felt like I, I couldn't make good contact with any of my irons. I felt like I hit everything thin and everything was like a low slice. Like everything that was coming off of my irons was literally just low and would, you know, go move left to right. Um, so that was a pain in the ass for most of the day. Uh, my wedges were fucking great. My driver was hit or miss as usual. Um, but, you know, I mean, I made a birdie uh, with a zero putt. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I hold, I hold out from the fringe with the putter. So there was one hole. It was a short par four. I think it was like maybe 300 yards or like 290 and change or something like that, but it was downhill and Vinny almost drove the green. He had an absolute fucking rocket and he was maybe 12 yards off the front of the green in the fairway. Um, I was a little bit off to the right and I had like 
probably 40 yards to the pin. So I hit my chip shot. It hit hits on the green and then rolls a little bit onto the fringe, but it, it rested against the rough. So it's like in that fucking miserable position where like it's on the first cut, but the ball is like leaning into the rough. So you don't really have a backswing with a putter. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to put it anyway. So I go up and I did the, uh, what is, uh, what does country Chris call it? Putter bump. The putter bump. So yeah, I do a hand, putter bump. Hands forward and just kind of yeah, chop. That's literally what I did. I just put my hands forward and kind of just kind of chopped at it. And it went and like caught the, caught the, like, it's not a real ridge, but it caught like the, the downhill slope and then went right in the fucking hole. And it was a birdie. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And that was on 17. <laughs> so all day I, I was fucking struggling. And then on the 17th hole, I hit a great drive, chip it close, and then put it in off the fringe for a birdie. And I'm like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Is it like, uh, is it like Shaker Hills? Um, similar. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, there's not a lot of places to miss basically. Yeah. Uh, so, but like the trees aren't thick. So there's most of the holes are all tree lined, but it's like, just it's not like woods because it's it's tree lined but then right on the other side of the trees another is the, is the next is another hole so it's almost like um it kind of reminds me of uh between seven and eight at sharon yep. but yep. like a little bit thicker Thinner. than that oh thicker. thicker yeah a little bit thicker than that because like between at some spots it's only, it's only like two or three trees, like deep, really like this. It's a little bit thicker than that, okay. but it's still like, it's not woods, you know? Yep. Um, but even like I said, that being said, like they don't really give you a lot of places to miss. Um, the one thing I didn't like about it was, and I, 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 I don't know why this is becoming a thing for me. But the par threes were all long and force carries long. Yeah. Like the I'd, I'd have to go back and look at the card. Um, so when I looked, the you par had one threes, that was like 200. You had one that was like 200. Another was like 150. And I don't know what the back was. There was one that we played that was 230. OK, so that, on the card, that one's only like 211. Yeah. Yeah. Where the T's were, it was 230. And I was like, well, that's cool, I guess. Like, I don't know what club I'm going to hit here. I'll just hit hybrid and lay it up on a par yeah. three, I guess. Because I can't hit driver. Because if I hit driver and actually connect it, it's going way over. So it's like, all right, cool. Like I said, like I'll hit hybrid and lay it up on a par three. Which I think I snap hooked it with the hybrid like I have been doing. And uh, it wasn't all the way gone like i just pulled it out of the woods and like hit a shot from there like it was i don't know it was it was tough um definitely a tough course not as hard as brookside 
obviously, or Saratoga National. Those are probably the two hardest fucking courses I've probably ever played, or at least played recently. I may have played somewhere that's harder that I just don't really remember. Um, but it was nice. Like the, the fairways were in decent shape. Some of the tee boxes were a little, um, a little rough, but the I don't greens, care about tee boxes. Cause you put a tee in the ground. Yeah. The greens were, uh, the greens were nice. There was like, there was like maybe two greens that weren't nice, but it was like hillbillies. You know, like people like leaving fucking divots yeah. and not fixing their divots. Yeah, they don't fix their shit. Or and then like one of the holes had like a fucking drag mark, like someone dragged their feet across Ugh. it. That see, like, I'm seeing more and more of that now. Yeah, people don't pick their fucking feet up. Yeah, just pick up your fucking feet. So like the like the condition of the greens were great, right? But the like I said, there was maybe two or three that you know had some fucking craters in it, just because there's hillbillies and one that had the fucking scuff marks off coming off but you know i mean it, it was a nice course i would um i would definitely go back there and play it again so so our we had there was a tour grade boston event there the pat the weekend before yeah and our british friend played mm-hmm. and obviously they had to play back and i don't i don't know what happened with them determining tees but i think they played from like 67 yeah so those par threes, three of them were 200 or longer. Oh yeah. The one that was 230, one... there was another tee box behind us. And I yeah, go Jay, like, that's James like, said he, had, he had to play one from 240. I was, that's probably the one that's, yeah. that's because I was going to say where that tee box was and the one that we played, it probably was approaching 250. Yeah. Like a 250 yard par three. Yep. That's which comical. is, which is insane for amateurs, like yeah. people like us that's that's comical yeah um yeah he's honestly he said similar things but it it's it's hard like you step up to the t tells me it's hazard right ob left yeah a lot of elevation change okay but it's not like not like crazy not like um not like merrimack valley or anything like that but like there was a like there was one hole that i think kind of sucked it was a par five and it was uphill and it's like come on like it's i, I think it was uh i forget which one i can probably look and see i think it was the 13th hole um because i i doubled it so if i can go back and find 13 I don't know. It was like a, it's probably like a 500 yard par five, but uphill. I think they might've played it at like 560 or yeah. 540 or something. It was something crazy. Let me see if I can um, jump to the 13th hole on this. All right. Yeah. This is the one. Oh, so that's what it was. So the 13th hole, it's a par five uphill and you have a forced carry off the tee. That's like, it's not bad, but it's, it's probably like 170 yards. Like you have to hit it over 170 yards, um, which again, it, off the tee should be fine. Right. But I hit it like shit and I put it 185 in the rough on the right-hand side. So 
that close. Yeah, it was close. Um, so a one eighty five, and then a ninety and a seventy five. What is that? One eighty five plus ninety plus seventy five. And then a 67, 67, 70. Yeah, it was probably, I don't know. I just fucked up that calculator math, but um, it was probably like roughly a, a 500, maybe like 510. But again, uphill, yeah. like it sucked. Uphill, force carries, yeah. Yeah, it, that was hard. But That's some of the other holes were fine. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Sounded like just a massive pain in the ass. Yeah. But it's almost like um he he described it as hard off the tee, but after that, nothing crazy. Yeah, I think I think that's probably a good way. It it was hard off the tee. Um, but it was it was doable after that. Cause they did so they didn't really like like I said, they don't give you a lot of places to miss but they do give you like landing areas. So like, I'm just like skipping through the GPS. So for example, on the 11th hole, um, it looks like 130, 130, that's 260, right about 260. So the, the fair, the, the hole itself is probably about a 340 yard hole, but right at the, so probably at the 250 mark, there's fairway bunkers on the left side, but then as soon as you get past those bunkers, right about 260, the fairway like doubles in width. And yeah, then you it, gotta, it, you got to fly at 250 though. Right. And then it funnels into the green. But so what I mean is like, and I know it's a par four, but what, what I would imagine they kind of want you to do is like hit your second shot to that open area. Like it, like for someone like me, right? Like if I, if I were going to play this smart, I would hit probably six iron off the tee and then hit my second shot to the big open area and then chip it on the green two putt, get out of there with a bogey. Wait, right? you said like it, that's what was the total yardage? Probably like three forty. par four par four. Yeah. And you said the bunker show up probably what at two thirty? Yeah. So you'd hit a 200 and then have 150 in. Yeah, that's it. But the fairway gets narrow. So like the fairway gets narrow and then there's bunkers and then it gets way wider. All right. Well, I'm not, again, I'm not looking at it. So yeah. And I don't think you'd be able to see it on here. Well, you can kind of see it on YouTube. See how it gets like narrow here and then it gets way wider there. Look at the way into the green. Yeah, I got you. So when I do it, I use Google earth so I can kind of, um, I can measure like what the, what the width is, because even though it looks narrow, if it's like 50 yards, it's like, that's not that wide. I'm sorry. That's plenty wide for an iron right off the tee. Right. So what it cost, uh, 89 bucks to ride. Yeah. To ride 18 on a Sunday. That's not bad. No, not bad at all. Like I said, for the money, um, for what it was, I shot a 94. So it's like right in the wheelhouse of like where I sh- I normally should be, right? Like that's I'm usually right around you know that 90 to 94 range and like very rarely I might be able to put up an 88 or an 89. But I played 
within my game. Like I had three pars and a birdie. Um, so I'm trying to think. I opened up triple triple. <laughs> Love that. So I opened up triple triple par par, double bogey double, bogey bogey. We had just had to ease into the round. Yeah. And then on the back, I played a little bit better. I've uh, four bogeys, two doubles, two pars, and a birdie. So I played a little bit better on the back, but that it was a brutal start. Um, you know, so I, I'm not mad about it. You know what I mean? Like last week, like I said, I went to Brookside and I shot a 108. Like I'm, I'm normally, I would, when I go out and play golf, like I would expect to shoot somewhere between a 90 and a 95. Like, and if it's not a good round, like I might flirt with a hundred, like maybe shoot a 98, but like an outside of Sharon. Cause I know when we played at Sharon last Saturday, I shot a hundred on the number, but that's also it's, it's Sharon like that, that place fucks me every time. Um, like I had a great front nine and then fell apart on the back nine. So it's, it's just inevitable there. But like I said, when I go out on any given round that I'm playing 18, like I expect to shoot somewhere between a 90 and a 95. Um, so I'll take the 94, right? Like there were some holes that were really bad. Like I said, some holes are really good, but that's my game. Like that's, that's what it is. Like I'm a fucking 18 handicap. Like I'm not good. Um, so you got to take what you can, but like I said, like that Brookside, when I went out and shot a one Oh eight, like that wasn't fun. Like that was just four and a half hours of me getting fucked in the ass. And the same thing at Saratoga national, like that was four and a half hours of me getting fucked in the ass. Like that's not fun. Um, and then I forget what I shot when we went to, um, the other place that we went to, I forgot. I already forget the name of it. In New York? Yeah. Eagle Crest. You shot 89. Eagle Crest. Yeah, there it is. Shot an 89. So it's like, I don't even, I don't, I'm trying to scroll back and see what I shot um, at Saratoga. At Saratoga, I shot an, I think I shot a 98. Yeah. So, but that was a 98 when I kind of gave up on the back nine and stopped counting penalties. So I was probably closer to a 108 at, at there. You know, so fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. Golf sucks. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too, is people are always like, Whoa, I shoot. What do you shoot? What do you shoot? And it's like, I don't know, man. Like where, what are you thinking? Like, right. I can shoot anywhere from 69 to 96 this year, but it's yeah. like <laughs> the 69 I shot is equivalent to a, 77 at my course because everything's rated and there's numbers and math and shit like that so it's like yeah three under was the same as five over yeah at where i normally play so it's fucking it's fucking dumb and that's why it's like i always like at least if I can make you think about like where you are playing from when, before you get there, or even if you pop a GPS open before you fucking like right. the night before, like at least, at least 
whatever minimal edge that is, at least you can fucking at least kind of have an idea of what you're getting yourself into. Right. Right. There's a few blind shots too here, yeah. which is a little, a little goofy, but I said, it wasn't as bad as Brookside where I had a blind shot into a three tier green <laughs> with water in front yeah. that I could, that you couldn't see. <laughs> yeah. Fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. But you know, like I said, I would go back. I would definitely go back. Um, and I, 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 that being said, like you had said earlier too, I would put it right in line with the Shaker Hills. Like it was, it was really nice conditions. Um, yeah, it was like, tough. Um, it was tough. Like they don't give you a lot of places to miss, but like it, I didn't hate, I didn't leave the course hating golf. Yeah. And it's like, as far as like daily fee courses go. So if, and I know what we've done this, if granite pine Hills, um, Waverly, whatever. I don't know what Waverly. If like Pine Hills and Granite are like five star public courses, it's probably a four, right? Like like Shaker Hills. Yeah. Because three would be anything that's average. Yeah, three would be like a Chamawa. Because the conditions are really the nice. The conditions are fine. The conditions are like four, four and a half stars. Yeah. But like, it's a fucking 5,400 yard course or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like I, like I was going to say, like when I say DW, like DW is probably a three. Because although the greens are unbelievable, they're still working on some of the other areas. And um, there's not too much going on. Yeah, with the core. So, like, yeah. D, like I love D Dubs, but it's probably a three. I would probably put Wentworth at like a three, maybe three yeah, and a half. Probably a three. three. I'd give it a three because it's another one where like the conditions are typically pretty good, but like it's another short course. Yeah. So you're just like a little, but and it's like, so the conditions are always good, but they're not the other places. Like that's kind of like where I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing about Chamawa that like, when I play with people that have never played there before, they're like, oh, I can't believe like how nice everything is here. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's wild. Like they, they really do put a lot of effort into make keeping that place nice. Um, well, and it's a great course for what it is, right? Like, I don't, it, yeah, I was gonna say, like, so let let's put the cost out there. It's it's sixty six bucks to ride eighteen. Yeah, riding eighteen, that's so cheap. Yeah, and to get a place that's in good shape for sixty six riding, you're just not really gonna get that a lot. Yeah. Now, where it's lacking is holes two and eight might as well be identical. Right. And they may as well just be the opposite of one, if I remember correctly. Yep. And then, you know, three, four, they're both just straight par four or three. Hold on. Three is a slight dog left, like very slightly. Three turns left with the fence. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, but for all intents and purposes, what is it? three, four, five 
are all straight and then six you get like the water right six is the ob right it's the oh. short par four like the drivable par yeah, okay four. but even seven seven's mostly straight like that's that's what i mean is seven like, is just, seven is very dead straight but it's, it's a lot of just five it's a lot of just straight yeah yeah which isn't necessarily a bad thing but no nine's the only par three on the front with the water in the front you have to get it over the water and then it's like immediately the green yeah the which, back um, nine is you get some you got some hills is a little bit better the back nine is hilly um so with some elevation change but then you know like i said it's a short course so there's four par fours on the back yeah so that helps i'm sorry four par threes, par threes. Yeah, so that, that helps when you only have to maintain T-box, green. Yeah. And it's short, so there's not much land. Like, it, it's, yeah, I mean, it probably, like, the conditions of it probably give it that three-star. Unofficial ranking. Yeah. <laughs> the sarcasm speaks three-star ranking. Yeah. We should, We could do that. We could have a spin-off podcast where we rank all the golf courses in Massachusetts or New England, I guess. New England? How many what, what are we going to do? We leave the fucking state? Yeah, I've played in Connecticut and Rhode Island and New Hampshire a bunch. So we're going to do reviews where we've played like these places like once. Yeah, I mean, don't you typically do a review after you play there once? I mean, depends if you want the review to be good. I wouldn't do it after one. Dude, I thought you the Bay Club. Was, like, I thought I thought the Bay Club was the worst golf course ever. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it again, and and then I had to go back, and it's like, oh, okay, nope, I got you. Understood. You can update the review every time you play there. So it's gonna go from a one star to a fucking five star overnight. Yeah. <laughs> like what the oh, fuck well. happened? It's oh, the greatest I, place I played ever. It. Oh, I played it again. Yeah. I played better when I played there. <laughs> No, it was just I had no. It's I didn't get it at first. So the first time I I didn't get I didn't get the golf course and I had a bad group. Yeah, and car path only. Yeah, that that can fuck with you. Like the the people you're playing with can make it. Awful. Like that like the old dude that we played with was kind of a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, I just uh, the he was like <clears throat> so he kept complaining about pace of play, and then he would stop in the woods and look for balls. Yeah. You don't get to do both, man. I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're, yeah. you just said that like, cause the Ranger came by cause they were doing a tournament today. So there was, we teed off at nine eighteen, And I think there was maybe like three groups behind us. And then that was it. Like they, they cut it off cause they had the tournament. Yeah. It's probably similar. Cause I mean, we were there the Sunday before. I mean, I didn't play, but tour great Boston was there. Yeah, and so they're they, probably starting at 10. Yeah, they rolled out <clears throat> afterwards or whatever. But so at one point, the Ranger like came up to us and was like, hey, you know, I want to apologize for the slow play. You know, there's a group in front of the group in front of you. You know, they were they were behind. They're backing everyone else up. Like we talked to them. It's all set. Like, don't worry. And me and Vinny are just sitting there like, damn, yeah, man, don't worry about it. And fucking old man Keith like pulls up and goes, who's this group in front of us? They they on the par five, they were waiting for the green to clear and they had like 270 yards in. There's no need for them to wait for the green to clear. They could have laid it back. And he's like going on 
And the ranger looks, he looks at the T-sheet and he goes, um, they're members here. They usually play pretty quickly. And there, and he was like, yeah, but they were waiting and all this and we were waiting. And the guy, like the ranger goes, yeah, the group in front of them kind of sucks, but we told them to, to speed it up. And like, he just kept going. And then yeah. like two holes later, that's when fucking old man Keith is looking through the woods for balls. And I turned to Vinny and I go, yeah, pace of play is so slow, but here you are just fucking wandering through the woods. You know I mean, like, like me, Vinny and Frank are like about to walk onto the green and Keith is still back in the fairway looking for fucking balls. Like, yeah, you don't, you, you don't get to have both that way. Yeah. Like you're just a fucking dick. Yeah. That's bullshit. But it was like infuriating because he played old man golf. So like, and he had like a weird hitch in his swing, which made me not like him even more. What do you shoot? 79? I probably, (laughs) but like he would hit it like uh, somewhere between 150 and 190 yards off the tee dead straight. Most of the time, a couple of times he had a couple bad shots, but like it was literally just old man golf, like punches driver out there, 170 yards. Then punches three wood again, like 130 yards from there and then have a wedge into the green. And his wedges were actually really good. Like there was, there was a lot of, a lot of his shots into the green were like 15 feet or less. But I mean, he's, he's coming from a hundred yards or less because he went driver three wood or driver hybrid to give him like, you know, 80 yards in for his third shot and leaves it 12 feet from the pin two putts for par and goes, you know what I mean? Like it's just infuriating 12 feet from 80 yards. A very good shot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he was doing it pretty frequently. Now it wasn't every hole. Like he would, he had some big numbers that he put up on some of the holes, but most often like he was just playing old man golf, which was just fucking, it just made me mad. Maybe not like him. Seemed like a perfectly fine guy. But like, I just didn't like him because of all things that I just said. <laughs> so uh, on that note, want to start wrapping this bitch up? We can wrap this up. We got another episode to do. We do. Um, I would say, I don't know how many months it's been, but I have actually learned how to cook pasta the way that I mean, I've watched a lot. No, I don't (laughs) even know. But I used to watch like a ton of Food Network and they would always say it's like, oh, well, you cook it to like al dente and then you finish it in the pan. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean you finish it in the pan? Like, how how the fuck does that work? It doesn't make any sense. No, I finally figured out how that works. Um. So, I mean, generally speaking, the way people make pasta, like the, the, the most generic way. You make a sauce. Once it's cooked, you cook the pasta, you mix the sauce with the pasta, done. Right. 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 <clears throat> so it's a little bit more, you more or less make your sauce like on a saute pan, whatever, frying pan, whatever you want to fuck call it. And when the pasta is cooked, you throw it in there, toss it around, like let it go, do its thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, so I've actually figured out how to act, to, how to do that. So now I know what the fuck they mean. Like when they say, like, oh, cook it and finish it in the pan. And it's like, oh, you let this go too far. The pasta's overcooked. And I'm like, I don't 
like for, for a long time, I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. But the real thing it has allowed me to do versatility, because if all you know how to do is make a sauce and mix, well, how many sauces do people generally know how to make? Right. One. Yeah. And usually it's pasta meatballs, sausage meatballs. Like it's all shit like that. Well, in the summer, that's very fucking unappealing. Yeah. Too fucking hot, too fucking heavy. So being able to pull this off this way, finally know how to do it. And I don't know how many real crack. I mean, I figured I figured this out a little while ago. I'm like, but like today, the reason I'm even bringing this up is because it allowed me to make pork rib pasta. Ah. Which is a little unorthodox. <laughs> you know, obviously it's not meatballs. It's not whatever. So what I did, I threw the ribs in the crock pot. So those cooked for fucking ever, like literally fucking forever. Six hours on high, I think. <clears throat> but whatever, throw them in, forget about it. So then in the pan, we go caramelized onions, mushrooms, let that cook, throw some garlic in there cooking white wine good and then as the pasta is cooking take a little bit of the pasta water dump it over like that and that's like what starts to make your sauce and then like the pasta water starts to reduce out right pasta comes out dump it throw it in whatever cover with pork ribs so now because you can make pasta that way it allows you to make all this types of fucked up shit (laughs) <laughs> so it doesn't always have to be meatballs like if i don't want to make meatballs i don't have right. to right right or it's like oh well i have all this sausage like how the fuck am i gonna like turn it into sauce without you know all day and it's like all right easy money so it's definitely an interesting way to do things and also pork rib pasta smacks that gets us that gets that gets a seal of approval all right might have to Check that out at some point. I made a uh, brisket today. That was uh, fucking delicious. It was one of the best ones that I've done. Didn't really do much different though. It just happened to be good. I don't just, know. Yeah, they, that can happen. It was. Um, it was a point. Yeah, so, so I don't know a, the cuts. Uh, so there's the point in the flat. The point is a little more fatty. Like it's a little. Top? It's a little more marbled. Um, so I, truthfully, I, I don't know what is what I don't know the difference I don't know either because I think so I think now I could be wrong this isn't a fact-based pod I think a whole brisket is what you see in like the videos whatever so you see like meat layer yep. fat layer meat layer yeah I want to say that whether it's top or bottom one of them is the point and one is the flat and we're both watching this giants game right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was down to four seconds. Yeah. The clock. <laughs> well, actually four seconds. Oh, I don't no. care what happens. They cover. Yeah, that's right. Even they're if they're going to the, kick, even if they hit the field goal. So if it's, if they hit it, so we got giants plus five and a half. Yeah. So if they hit win. the, yeah, if they hit it, they win. If they miss, they win. Yep. And if for something goofy happens where, because four seconds, this should run the clock down. But yeah, if it this doesn't. Is a cigar, this is a cigar field goal. 
Because <laughs> then I was going to say, if the Giants block it and score, who gives a shit? Yeah. Oof, good thing. I almost I almost uh, split my unit and did like 0.75 on the spread and 0.25 on the oh yeah on the money line. Yeah. I'm like, ah, do I really think they're going to win? Yeah. It's like, ah, it's the fucking Titans. I thought there was a legitimate chance they were going to win. Um, but- yeah, so I did too, but it was mostly like a fade the Titans thought. Right, right, right. Um, so my final thought as the clock ticks out here um, and the uh, Titans try and kick this field goal to win the game, when they shanked it, they lost. The Giants won outright. Wow. Giants win. Wow. Zeros on the clock. Yep. Oh, it's because it's 9 11. So, speaking of all of this in New York and everything, uh, my final thought is the state of New York has officially declared a state of emergency. Uh, this time, however, uh, it is for polio. Uh, if you remember, I think they did this a couple weeks ago for monkeypox. They tried to like turn monkeypox into a thing and like it didn't work. And then we talked a little bit about polio, like was discovered oh, in okay. some I areas like, in New York. I was York. like, am I gonna have am I having really bad deja vu? Or? No, this is a full-blown, like official okay. I gotcha. de- declaration of a state of emergency over polio. Um, which at this point, like if everything if everything is a state of emergency, then like isn't nothing a state of emergency? Yeah, like, I if, mean, if, if everything's a state of emergency, nothing is. You're right. Right, right. So it's like, oh, there was monkeypox. We have to declare a state of emergency so we can, like, do some stuff. And obviously, yeah, how's that, that going? there was COVID. And now they're like, well, there's polio. There's a state of emergency. It's like, uh, okay, all right. Like, are you going to also declare another state of emergency this winter for the flu? Like I, cold. you know what I mean? Like, what are we, what are we doing here? It's like, it's the boy who cried wolf, right? Is you just eventually yeah. be like, I, I, no one cares. And cool. You declared another state of emergency. Like no one gives a fuck. Um, but yeah, it's official. Uh, the, the disease that we eradicated like 65 years ago, uh, is back because there's some fucking assholes that decide not to get the polio vaccine. And, uh, now people have polio. Welcome so, back, Polio. Yeah. It's comeback of the year. <laughs> the comeback player of the year, 2022. Fuck Christian McCaffrey. Uh, fuck Baker Mayfield. All those guys. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be polio. They're gonna get my vote. So we can we could title that 2022 comeback player of the year. I like that. There it is. And then people will be wondering, like, didn't did they talk about player of the year or anything? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta bam. I gotta listen to that one. Then bam, polio. That's classic uh, marketing, marketing 101. Get a clickbaity title so people will listen. <laughs> um, all right. So that is going to do it for us. Uh, thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, give us a thumbs up, like, rate, review, subscribe. Also, uh, tell everybody you know about the show. Same thing if you're an audio only guy. Uh, if you use Apple or Spotify, you can give us five stars on either of those platforms or both. Why not? Just do both anyway. Who cares? Um, help us out. You can get us on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. We're on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. The Facebook page is sarcasm speaks. The website sarcasmspeaks.com. Uh, big thank you to grillyarassoff.com. Use a promo code sarcasm pod every single time you check out for 10% off your order. 
Uh, and until next time, which for you guys is a couple days and for us is about 10 minutes. Uh, good night, everybody.